What? What does that mean? The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going shit. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 61. Yo, 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 yo. The rage. The yo-yos. The yo-yo. We got a lot of yo-yos around too. Ha, yeah. Chicago though, was it really a fairly quiet weekend? Only four dead. And 12 wounded. Four dead and 12. Oh, that is, uh, that's a big decline. What's going on? I don't know. It wasn't even that cold or anything. No. Usually if you get a big blizzard or something like that, that'll do it. Yeah. Just an off week, maybe. Maybe it's a residual from the holidays and. uh, Yeah. It's hard to say. Maybe everybody's just out doing their holiday shopping and not worrying about capping each other. Maybe that's it. Who can say? Might be all they need. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Like uh, the last line in Chinatown. It's Chinatown, Jake. Somebody should say, Chicago. Come on. Don't try to figure it out. It's Chicago. Yeah, you don't want to figure it out. No. It's not going to get better. No. Not anytime soon because, well, (laughs) the leadership we have is just so delightful, which is the only reason. And as sad as this is, because you and I have, I think we're one and two. When it comes to worst governors in the country, I probably think it is Pritzker and Captain Hair Gel. Mm -hmm. New York and Washington State are pretty close. Yeah. But I still think uh, Illinois and California are one and two. So when people ask, hey, what do you think about uh, J.B. Pritzker running for president? I'm thinking I'd like him the hell out of Illinois. But I, we may get worse. I mean, that's the problem. Captain Hair Gel leaves California, or if JB Pritzker leaves, you need a good nickname for him. If he leaves Illinois, the people that follow them in those offices could be worse. I guess so. I mean, some people actually believe that Kamala Harris could run for president. Hey, nothing would shock me anymore. Nothing. No. In fact, if she can't make it, maybe they'll plug Commander in there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that would be he, actually. I'm sure he's, he's more aware than Joey is, so that'd be an improvement. I know. When looking for clips, there was a plethora of things, especially the stuff that he was doing with President Macron of Viva la France, yeah. that Joey just looked befuddled. Always. There was a time Macron was like telling him to face forward where Joey's like turning around to look behind him. Yeah. He's like leading him off the stage with his hand on his back, you know, like, ooh, this guy's not yeah, a hand on the small of the back. That's that's never a good sign. No. That means you're probably the bitch in the relationship. Yeah. And for the, the alleged leader of the free world, yeah, I don't know. 
but there were plenty of those kind of clips and they kind of they kind of get boring because we've seen it all it's become so repetitive hasn't it yes well he needs to fall down some stairs again (laughs) shot out of a cannon or something something for physical and visual fall off a bike whatever well yeah the bike thing was hilarious the bike was good yeah falling up the stairs of the airplane you know i'm I'm going to give them a little leeway because that's something that I would do trying to go up those, especially on a windy day. You know, you're trying to hurry and I can see that happening. I mean, that doesn't say as much that you're a total klutz as falling off a bicycle. It's been a long time since I've fallen off a bicycle, mm. you know, going upstairs um, that I can do. It wasn't too long yeah, but ago. Would you do it, but he, I think, and I have to look at that again. Was he holding the handrail as he began his ascent? I'm not sure. I don't think he was because he, he likes to pretend this whole thing. It's, it's rooted in ego. The hair plugs, the, the, the porcelain teeth, the Botox. It's all, you know, I'm not really 80. I'm 40 bullshit with this guy. We can break and it so down. Part but- of his shtick is, is phony. You know, he's going to jog everywhere. He's so energetic. Watch me, watch me. And I'm going to do backflips and cartwheels and shit. And I think I could be wrong, but I think he was trying to just kind of scoot up that staircase. You know, I don't need to touch a handrail. I'm, I'm virile and young and down he went, <laughs> down he went like two or three times. Yes. Like, holy shit. That's, that's, you, you might, everybody trips once in a while on the stairs, but do you do it two, three times? Nah, not really. No, no. But the last time I did it, I was barefoot and I mean, I guess my big toe was already in need of a, the nail was in need of a trim, but just the way I was running up the stair that it caught yeah. the toe. It the whole underneath the nail turned black because it just got hit so hard. I'm like, damn, I'm not as young as I used to be. Is this a subtle plea for a mani petty as part of the value for value system? <laughs> it was, is that possible? Do we have people that, that can provide all sorts of things? I mean, I could use a, a plumber too. We've got a couple of new toilets oh, no. that are going in. Oh no. What's going on with the plumbing? I'm always interested in that. Having done so much myself. Well, just the old toilets from this house when we got in here the wife has hated them ever since we moved in we why does she hate them because they're the old uh the shorter toilets which i mean i get being six foot six having the little bit higher toilets would be nice yeah but it's the the low you mean i mean the lower ones the lower to the ground it is the more healthy it is i would think so but hey i don't that's why that's why the, the squatty potty guys became jillionaires Right, but see, uh, for me, are too high. Even on the high toilets, I'm like squatty potty because again, six yeah, foot six. Your size, it's yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, they're they're old. I will give you that. You know, they're the old two piece kind, and she wanted the slim one piece, and I don't mess with plumbing at all because I'll just screw it up. Yeah, but the prices they charge to do this, I mean, I think it's gonna be like four to five hundred bucks just to put a couple of toilets in and bring the other two out of the house. So. That's cheap. In LA, be double that. Really? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, plumbers here. They're <laughs> usually the richest guys in town. Well, crazy. that's true. They're like, I'm going to walk into your house. Well, that's a thousand. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go to the bathroom to look at what? Okay, that's another thousand. Yeah. So it could be worse. I mean, I know we yeah. got the toilets on a really good deal. They're Kohler. There was a oh. sale at whatever. I mean, my wife's addicted to Home Depot or Lowe's or mainly Home Depot. Yeah, I prefer Lowe's because it's less woke. See, that would be better. Yeah. The Home Depot is like walking distance, though, and the Lowe's is further. Yeah. So I hear you. there's 
There is that. What are they getting? A noble. We always, every year, forever, we get the same thing. We get a, a noble fir tree by reach. We don't do fake trees. Got to be real. And I, I was at Home Depot actually uh, last night getting more extension cords for the Christmas stuff around the house. And um, a six foot noble fir is now, drum roll please, 90 bucks. Dang. Good job. 90 bucks. Yeah. I think last year it was like 58 or something. It's Joey's America. Everything's up. There's no question. My mom was just saying that uh, the normal eggs at the grocery store by her, three ninety nine a dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insane. That's cheap stuff. You want free range and uh, organic? Double that. Yeah. That's what my buddy Gene over from the Unrelenting Show was saying. You want organic eggs down in Austin? Yeah, 10 plus for a dozen. No shit. Uh-huh. Wow. I know our gas, natural gas prices have gone up here from last year. I, I don't know if I've got the updated one from this month, but as of last month, it was already double what we were in November of last year. Mm. So I got a stopped at Menards and got a little space heater, little Vornado, and uh, put that I got to stop again. That was such a great segment on your show about space heaters versus, uh, you know, running the, uh, the, the whole house uh, oil-fired or whatever, you know. Well, yeah, and on the East Coast, some are even worse than we are as far as the, with the oil burners or whatever they use there because it's a different uh, thing where we're on natural gas. Yeah. I guess the ones that burn oil are even worse. The energy rates are even up further. Mm. And if you're somebody like me, you know, this house here, I've got me and the wife, no kids. So right. if you don't need to heat the whole house, you can definitely save by grabbing a space heater. Now, if you yeah. need to heat, you know, four or five rooms, then the furnace is probably going to do a more efficient job at a cheaper mm. rate. But of course I got the space heater and I'm like, well, there's really no plugs where I want to put it, which meant it was another 20 bucks to order a heavy duty extension cord that won't, you know, burst into flames when it's getting 1500 <laughs> Watts of a uh, draw. Yeah. Isn't and it, and it, how are these, how are these working down? They're like, like, like you got to hit me to this. Cause it's a long time since I had one, but they used to be, they looked like, uh, you know, like basically like uh, room fans, right? Except the wires got red. Right. And they had a, had a cage around them. Right. And then they invented like the, what was it a ceramic type or something? Or, right. Uh, walk me through how these things are working. Yeah. I looked into it and there's ceramic and there's an infrared. And the infrared one's like, well, it works in a different way. And it, it heats yeah. just like the sun. So it heats up the objects in the room mainly. Oh, I don't like that at all. Right. Like a microwave. That's what no. I'm, no. Yes. Miss me with that shit. I'm like, that's, I don't want that. No. I, you can tell me it's perfectly safe. I don't believe it. It's not. They're lying. So I just wanted something that blew warm air out. And that's okay. basically what this is. And it's a glorified one because it's a right. a metal case around it, which I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, running the thing for hours nonstop, yeah. that the outside was not warm even. So that's okay. that's a good thing. And what is your what is your heating system? What's your system there? We're in a natural gas furnace, which they're saying the average furnace will burn like what or it's at the rate of a hundred thousand BTU. So you figure out what the the amount of gas that goes through. I didn't double check. I know this yeah. furnace was relatively new. Right. And for this size house, that's about what it should be. I mean it could still be a little bit more, but I mean I always like it a little bit cooler 
anyway. The wife, of course, likes it warm. And once you see the price of everything doubling, you're like, well, now we need to, uh, yeah, to look in a different way. And yesterday, and, now if you run two space heaters, man, you can keep that the room warm. Sure. But uh, and how is it delivered? Your central heat from it is central air, so it's uh, just so we, it's a forced hot air, right? It, That's the worst. You know, it just ducks through right. So by yeah, the time by the time so, you get all the way down the line, right. There's yep. really not much the, uh, you know, for larger up in the ceiling anyway. Well, this, you need the fans on the ceiling to push the air back down. Right. Which certainly will help. And it's dusty as fuck. Uh-huh. It's not good for your respiration system. No. Well, and that's well, the heat also takes care of all of the humidity. Right. Which is also mm-hmm. bad. So you need to run humidifiers. And I will never right. understand if somebody out there can explain it to me go ahead the humidifiers that are attached to the furnace i'm sure they do something but ours as a lot of them are pretty sure my parents do they are mounted on the intake meaning that this is throwing the humidity into the duct before it goes in through the furnace isn't isn't that idiotic yeah i mean i don't know a lot about it the uh you know the physics of the whole thing but yeah i would think if you have humid yeah. air that's being pushed into sure you want the output the exhaust uh-huh but of course most of the time the output's not as convenient so almost all right. of, and you read the instructions on them are like well you can do either it's like yeah but does it really does it really do anything is it going to really raise the humidity in the house by running this or is it all just a bunch of bullshit and you're running water through a filter and you know, maybe it's doing yeah. a little something, but I found that even a cheap Chinese ultrasonic humidifier does a way better job than anything attached to the furnace. There you go. Well, I got to say the, the coziest house I ever lived in was the first one that I grew up in until I was, I don't know, 10 or 11. It was three stories. Oh, let's see one two yeah with an if you include the attic actually if you include the basement which was like a root cellar you know, it was really basic um it was four stories um it was clabbered and it was gas in a gas furnace that was ancient in fact this gas furnace darren it looked like um it looked like a kiln or something it looked like it had been um covered with baked in in molten lava it was really weird and uh Anyway, this place, it was delivered, the heat was delivered via hot water radiators. You know, the old things. Right. Were, you know, against the wall. That freaking house, was there wasn't a cold corner in it. You could turn that heat on. It was absolutely silent. It didn't dry out your nose. There was no dust in the air. And even if you shut the heat off for two hours, those cast iron radiators were still throwing plenty of heat. Right. I mean, it was efficiency. It was just fucking dynamite. It was so good. Forced hot air sucks. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. And I read there are, you know, it's also a question of how fast you want this stuff to work. But it seemed there were pretty decent reviews on radiator systems that are electric. And I guess it's a closed oil system inside of that. And then what the electricity does is heat it up. But you're right. It's a something that you when you turn it off, it's still emanating heat for hours. It's the same kind of a yes. concept. Well, that's the that's the sole space heater i have in this house and you know i don't i hate the heat on at night i like a cold room with 
like 900 blankets on top of me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the best because it's better for it's sleeping. Yeah, I, I actually like the weight of all those blankets. Some people hate, hate it, but I, I like that. And so Moose, right, he's downstairs on patrol, which he never is. <laughs> um, but it gets it gets goddamn cold. I mean, L.A. is a desert. It gets, it's plenty cold at night. And so I have next to his bed, a uh, it's made in Italy. It's Delonghi, right? They make toaster ovens and all that shit. Right. It's just like one of those hot water radiators. So if you plug it in, it's filled with some kind of oil. And man, that thing is beautiful. And he he just he's, he lies next to that and he sleeps like a log because for about five feet around his bed, it's toasty warm. It's good. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Because he's no sled dog. And he's like a Parisian <laughs> boulevard deer. It dips below 50. He starts shiv- shivering and giving you dirty looks. You know? Like, yes, turn up the heat. Turn it up now. Exactly. Yeah, give me heat and I want fillet for dinner. And that's the <laughs> beauty. I mean, that's it. The uh, You got to be a little spoiled if you're moose. Oh, he is. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And when the uh, energy prices are what they are, you find ways to take care of what you need to take care of without yeah. doing it in an, in an insane way. Which a lot of people never think about it. They have no idea how to even guesstimate the costs on these things. They're like, wow, I can go look at my gas and or electric bill and see the current rates I'm paying for electricity. And then to understand Mm -hmm. what you're paying when your furnace runs. And granted, that's only running time. You know, it's not 24 seven. But then the question is, how much does it run as opposed to a space heater? Which, yeah. if you can run a space heater nonstop for like 20 cents an hour, you're probably going to always beat the furnace turning on and off if it's a buck yeah. 40 or so an hour. But there was a lot of different thoughts on the different types of space heaters and beyond just a safety aspect. Like you said, the early ones, you worried if you knocked those things over that your house yeah. was going to go up in flames. Oh, yeah, they were dangerous. Yeah. The new ones appear to be pretty safe with all sorts of protection if the thing gets knocked over and they're not really hot to the touch or anything like that Mm. and with the electric space heaters i am not a physicist or anything i'm not a math genius but there were a lot of people that would expound upon the different types and then you run across a few people that are like it's 1500 watts that's going to be the same amount of heat no matter what you're dealing with so you're basically just paying for features and the way it looks more than anything else, which, which kind of makes sense. Cause you can only turn. So you can only turn 1500 Watts into so much heat. Yeah. Which if you ever had a halogen light bulb, you know, they can get very, yeah, very hot. Very hot. Well, I think that, uh, you know, that the central air and heat are going to uh, go the way of the Dodo because they're so wasteful. Yes, you really, you're only in one room at a time. So the, the concept is idiotic and they're, they're no matter how well that furnace is running, it's not as efficient as heating or heating or cooling one room at a time. So some, some outfit can come up with a really easy plug and play and unobtrusive sort of attractive device to handle that. Somebody's going to get sick, rich. I mean, they have some that. of those that are individual room things that you mount that are, they're permanent, you know, you yeah. pop them through the wall. And I think that's kind of. Where it's going, where you can adjust every room on its own mm-hmm. and not have to worry. A lot of people don't realize, too, when it comes to the central heating and air. If you look at the 
the specs and the instructions on almost all of these systems, unless you have a super duper expensive one, if you close too many of those vents, you're probably going to blow up your machine. Is that a fact? Uh Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Because it needs to be able to, you know, it it doesn't know how to bring the the fan down. Mm. So if you start closing off a bunch of things like, hey, I'm not in this room and only leave one or two vents open. Yeah, it's going to overload. Wow. So, yeah, I I know. I know just enough to be dangerous. (laughs) And I keep the house just nice. And I mean, I like it cold. The colder it is for sleeping, the better. But you do need then. I have one that's not a Wi-Fi, but a programmable thermostat that you can put in there hey if i know i'm getting up at seven o'clock you program it for 6 45 to kick back on and uh because otherwise getting up when it's still you know 58 degrees in the house that's chilly yeah i hate those things well that's because the government's now going to be watching you when you buy the new ones probably but even the old ones the programmable ones that were in this house when i bought it they you know i have zombie thumbs so i you know (laughs) it's really i do and so it's so tough to operate touch screens for me whether it's a, the phone or the the tablet and those fucking thermostats i mean i usually usually i feel kind of like a sci-fi villain or something because the first time i touch that that screen on that thermostat the whole thing shuts down <laughs> well that's what yeah, you I'm have serious. kids for and then it takes like five minutes later it sort of starts to, to to come back to life and i'm like what the fuck did i do all i do is touch it rc ours is so old it's not even a touch screen. They're actually just buttons on it. So, oh, I like buttons better. They work. Yeah, they work. Yeah. They're harder to screw up and they just simply work. So, I mean, if anybody has any other great tips <clears throat> for, you know, yeah, not doing listening. broke, it's way worse over in Europe from what I understand. I was talking to our buddy Mark, otherwise known as Void Zero, that uh, runs all of the no agenda infrastructure on their streaming servers and the, the troll room and the stuff in the Netherlands, not good. He was talking about the cathedral that he works for, which was built in the 1800s. The trying to keep that thing heated. It's not, you know, obviously it's not very well uh, airtight when something mm. was built in the 1800s. No. So everybody's dealing with that. Uh, it's a well, yes. The whole farmer thing is incredible too. That's going on. Holy shit, man. They just want to grind these guys into sawdust. It's horrible. Oh yeah. Well, at least the Netherlands kicked the United States ass in sports ball. So that was good. Oh, is that right? In the World Cup, I guess. Okay. I don't follow any of it. Did you see Joey's commercial for that? Yes. Where where he allegedly catches a ball kicked to him. Yeah. That was the best CGI ever. Yeah. And like, we're paying for this shit. We're fucking. I mean, do you remember? I don't remember any former president doing shit like that. Do you? I don't. No, Obama's on TikTok now, though. So, I mean, there's... Yeah, but he, but he, when he was in office, was, he didn't do shit like that. No. I mean, no, that was just kind of goofy. Then, I mean, I don't mind it's the like, rah-rah. Off, we don't pay you to be goofy. Okay, no. we don't need that shit. Leave that to, uh, I don't know, Alyssa Milano or somebody. You know, some Pop-Tart. Not you. Don't do that. It's undignified. Stop. Yes. Well, I mean, I thought it was undignified that Barack Obama was out doing some campaigning for Warnock down in Georgia, who is just a very hateful guy. He is. And it's like, you're because he has a D next to his name. You're attaching yourself to him. That's just, oh, that, sure. it tells you everything you need to know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of sad, but that's mm-hmm. again, it's like, this isn't even for control of the Senate. This is just yeah. to keep it at 50, 50. And since the Democrats have the vice president, 
that means they win. Right. So this race to the Democrats doesn't, it means almost nothing. Yeah. But Obama's out there doing his uh, Shecky Green bit and making a <laughs> bunch of jokes. And uh, yeah. I don't get, I mean, it, it was weird for me because Obama usually seems pretty serious. And I like him better as the serious guy than trying to be a jokester. Mm. The, uh, but speaking of sports ball, last night, the Hall of Fame had a secondary group of players that are in the hall of fame, along with a couple of historians and a couple of people in the front office and did not elect Kurt Schilling to the hall of fame, which shows again, everything's about politics because Kurt Schilling for anybody that followed baseball knows was one of the most dominant pitchers of his era was dominant in the postseason, the bloody sock game, even people, that don't right, follow stop, baseball. Stop. What's a bloody sock game? I, I see. I'm not. I've heard the guy's name, and I think he's kind of got right wing views, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, which is why he's okay. persona non grata. Right. So, but that's all I know about him. So you're going to have to tighten me up on when he was pitching for the Red Sox. Okay. In the postseason, he had a uh, the what do you call it in your in your foot that snapped the uh, the tendon. Why am I not Achilles tendon? Yeah, I think it was the Achilles tendon. Ooh, holy shit. And he had it repaired and was like, fuck that. I'm pitching. And as he was pitching, you could see the camera start picking up. His sock was turning more progressively red as the game went on. And he pitched through it and won. And that made him a legend in, in Boston. But even people like I said, who don't really follow baseball. A lot of people, oh, the bloody sock game. Yeah, we know that's Ooh. that's Kurt Schilling. Yeah, it's not the not the greatest moment in sports, but one that he's got shows, a work ethic, huh? Yes. Wow. You know, and he's a guy that because he dares to speak his conservative views has been shut down. And the other ones on the ballot of that era were the steroiders, which would be Roger Clemens and uh, Barry Bonds mainly. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I'm still kind of torn on those because the commissioner at the time, Bud Selig, who was kind of at fault for most of it. I mean, this was he was kind of the parent in charge that was like, yeah, well, I know my kids are doing something wrong, but it's helping. So <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to stop this. Yeah. And they elected him to the Hall of Fame. So it's like if you're going to bring the, you know, if you're going to go, it's like this was the guy in charge. As one of your largest scandals, you know, the largest scandal since the World Series throwing of the 1919 Black Sox. Yeah. If you're going to let him in, you know, at some point, the other, and again, it's, you call it the Hall of Fame. If it's not really the Hall of Fame, you could be famous and be a cheater. Yeah. It's not the Hall of Stats. It's not the Hall of Honor or Morality. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) So maybe they just need a name change. You're right. And what about Charlie Hustle? Did they ever bring him in or what's the deal? No, even though baseball is their bread and butter now is pushing gambling, gambling, gambling. Yeah. It's hilarious, really. It really is. And they probably hate him just because he refused to kiss their asses. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's another part of it. I used to see it. him. There was, a, there was a restaurant over in Sherman Oaks. I was doing some freelance in the area some years ago, and it was a, obviously Charlie either liked it or lived around there, and I would see him in there once or twice a week. 
And I would always, because, you know, I'm not a baseball fan, but how do you miss Pete Rose? And, and actually, he used to dress in the weirdest way. He would wear like skin tight, spray painted on white slacks and sort of almost Elvis shades. It was really, really weird. Yeah. It is an interesting look. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was like almost a costume or something. And the first time I thought maybe he's like maybe he's like shooting a TV show or something. And he's because there's a studio right down the street from there. And I thought maybe he doesn't want to you know get out of his costume. <laughs> but then I used to see him. He always had some variation on that. It was kind of kind of wild. Not a, not the way you expected him to dress out of uniform, but he did. A bit of a flamboyant guy. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I know when uh, we were in Vegas, the one time he was signing there, like was had a residency at a, at a card store in the mall by uh, Mandalay Bay. So I think he was, wait a minute, what's a residency in a card store? He would just go and sign autographs like two or three days a week regularly at that shop. No shit. And did they pay him by the signature? How does that Probably. Work? But I mean, they were, I think at that point he was getting like a hundred bucks a signature. So, I mean. Nice. I think you and I can make decent money if we could get a hundred bucks. This thing. If really, there's a line out the that. door, I mean, Hell yeah. yeah, it's like there are worse ways to make money, I suppose. Really? But that's an interesting thing. When you look at all of the, uh, again, all of the baseball memorabilia and all of that, seeing the, as the older players now start to fade, you know, even though they may be the best players ever to play when the new generation doesn't know who they are. Like, well, that's when the value starts going away. And I think we're at the time now where a lot of people don't want to collect things. Yes. You know, autographs have gone the, you know, people want selfies now, not an autograph, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I get, but there's no, there's no value in a selfie. Oh, it's true. I know a guy who's really active in the whole, um, you know, historical documents. This guy's been trading, you know, Ben Franklin, Ben Franklin signatures for Thomas Jefferson ones, all that shit for, for a long time. And he made a really nice buck at it. It's all imploded. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Which is sad when it comes to it's that kind of stuff. Sad. Yeah. It's like, that is the history of the country, but people are like, who? I don't, I don't know yeah. that. And that's exactly why George Washington, he was a slaveholder. Why would I buy his autograph? Right. That is the kind of insanity. And on the other side of that, I found a Facebook group that is nothing but Taylor Swift merchandise by sell and trade. Well, there's your spot. Huh? This is, these are my people, man. This was like 10,000 plus people on there. And I was just going through. How have you missed that all these years? See, I never, I'm never on Facebook. Oh. And I never even thought about the fact that there might be a community of that kind of sort until. I ran across the uh, ticket collecting group on Facebook. And then I start looking more and more and more to see what was out there. But the prices on some of this stuff, there was a, like a little, not real jewelry at all. It's all just the costume jewelry that looked like a little snake wrapped around. That was a ring that I got my wife years ago from the Taylor Swift store. That was 20 bucks. These things are selling for 200 plus now. I'm like, really? Yeah. For costume. Yeah. The autographed CD with the little lithograph that I bought one for myself and my mom bought one for my nephew for a Christmas gift. I think it was back in 2012 was 99 bucks now sell for between 700 and a thousand. 
Holy shit. So this Taylor Swift thing is, this is a, a family obsession. It's not just you. Oh yeah. That's there's a, yeah. My, well, of course my nephew is going to like Taylor Swift. Cause of course, yeah. I mean, if, if you haven't noticed, she's five eleven, blonde and gorgeous, <laughs> which helps. Okay. That's hard to find. Oh, wait a minute. So your Taylor is five eleven. Yeah. I didn't know that. She could that's kick right. most guys ass. I think. Wow. I had no idea. <laughs> that's why when she hangs out with the, Victoria's Secret supermodels. It's like they all look like they're right about the same size because they are. Wow. They're all about six feet tall. Hold her own. Amazing. Okay. Didn't know that. But the amount of merchandise and just looking at like all of the items that have been made through her store over the past decade plus. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, really, you look back at like what the Beatles memorabilia and all that. And it's like this is putting all that to shame. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's putting Elvis to shame, just the amount of skews that there must have been released. Mm. And oh, all yeah. of them seemingly going skyrocket in value, which is which is crazy. But I mean, I get it. It's all supply and demand. And as long as you have a larger demand than you have supply, the prices go up. Sure. Now, if she were to come out as a Republican, then I bet you all those prices go right into the toilet. <laughs> everything uh, goes to zero yeah but i digress i mean we talked about joey and him uh, being clueless saturday night live and i know we played a clip a week or two ago they're fully in on mocking biden and that's that's interesting to me knowing oh yeah that the mainstream media is not quite there yet but this was on saturday night live this week mm. President Biden signed a measure that would force railway workers to accept a deal that averts a strike but does not include paid sick leave. Why do you expect Biden to care about sick leave when he shows up to work every day with full-blown CTE? Okay. Whoa. What is CTE? That is a cognitive... uh, You know, I looked it up. I should have kept it up. Let's see. Uh, Concussion legacy foundation talking about this it is a progressive degenerative disease of the brain commonly found in people with a history of repetitive brain trauma Hmm. that doesn't seem like a nice thing to say about the old president guy saturday night live they they don't say what the initials stand for it's cognitive i guess but the t and the e they don't uh chronic traumatic encephalopathy encephalopathy yes Gotcha. So that's a NFL guys and boxers. Yeah. And so obviously Joey too. Joey. Yeah. Maybe somebody dropped him on his head one too many times. I think it's uh it also that the on that can be brought on by excessive lying. Could it? Wow. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that is with the, with the football players. Yeah. I mean, I've never been a big football fan. I know I've mentioned that in various places mm-hmm. and the more you see the effects that this has on a lot of the players. I mean, it's, I think over 50% at some point have this diagnosis. If you played football for any length of time, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And we had a guy here in Chicago used to love watching him do the sports when I was a kid, Mike Adamley. And he was a former Chicago bear. And by the time he was in his thirties, he was already had to quit because he couldn't, Remember, his brain was that fried. Wow. And it's like, that's just, it's not worth playing any game. I don't care how much money you make. Yeah. 
when that's where you're going to be. It's not like, yeah, when I'm 80, I'll pay for this. It's like, no, you're going to pay for this possibly quite a bit sooner. And uh, Joey, yeah, that's Saturday Night Live taking the cheap shots. I mean, I have to appreciate that. Well, I think that's a bellwether because, uh, you know, historically when they start shitting on people, um, that, I mean, Saturday Night Live is, I guess it certainly comes from the left, but, uh, but they've always been sort of, um, when when they really go for the throat as this is that says now it's open season on him. So I I think the lefties want Joey gone as well because they he's an embarrassment to them, to everyone, to the nation. So, yeah, that is not wrong. The other big story has been the Twitter stuff, and it's kind of interesting, I think. This Biden, I'm sorry, Biden, Musk, Elon having the ability now, which maybe nobody thought about all this when they were selling the company, that the guy you're selling to is now going to have all of your internal memos and records and proof of what happened. Yes. Which, I mean, I'm thinking the people at Twitter were like, well, we're doing right. Maybe that's it, that they had no concept that by squashing all of these stories that ended up being 100% accurate would turn around to bite them in the ass. Well, I thought they'd be king forever. They didn't envision Elon coming in with his checkbook. And I know there was even, you know, some alleged of these documents that showed that the people in charge even had no idea what their employees were doing, which I can believe because the company was just too damn big. Well, supposedly Dorsey didn't know about this. I don't, you know, if that's true or not, who can say, but yeah. Right. Well, because then again, you have, you know, moderators or whoever's doing the dirty work of, Mm. you know, banning people or shutting people down or shadow banning, whatever it is. Yeah. Unless there is oversight, unless there's somebody watching and able to see everything they're doing and deciding whether that's right or not. And I'm guessing that wasn't happening. Mm. Then what you get is the people at the top, maybe having no idea what's going on. If you have a whole employee base that is completely one-sided politically, then it's not a surprise. Yeah. But Elon, he thinks there might be some repercussions to him for releasing this. And here's a clip from a, I'm guessing this was some kind of online news conference he was doing because the audio is not great. And there were, there were various people that were asking questions. Are you concerned a about the retaliation and B, are you seeing evidence of it already? Government is slow to act. I think there probably will be some actions, but they'll happen slowly. And it's only been a, it's only been a month so far. There's probably at least a few nefarious things that are in the works right now. But I say it would be uh, naive to assume that there are no nefarious things. We'll just expose them on Twitter and see what happens. He went on to say, if I kill myself, it's not real. Elon did not kill himself. That's Elon Musk telling our next guest last night in a Twitter space that he definitely expects some government pushback as he exposes Twitter's history of censorship. So I guess that's a, wow. that's a point did, to Epstein or your buddy uh, McAfee. McAfee, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if they got those guys, why shouldn't they get, couldn't they get Elon? I mean, um, they know where he, he is, right? He's up in that building in San Francisco. Well, what did he say at the very top of that, Darren? Did he say government is slow to act? Is that yes. what he said? So that's, okay. you know, he's like, okay, if they're going to come after him, yeah. you know, besides somebody just being sent to kill him, if they're actually going to come after the company in one way or another, then yeah, yeah you're going to have government regulation being passed. Mm-hmm. 
which is never quick because we know it takes a long right. time for something to get passed and then enacted sure. and then for them to be able to actually enforce it. That's that's yeah. a long process. You're right. And that could take years, which is why that's it's not going to go down that way. He will be suicided. It's my prediction. It wouldn't be a surprise. It all depends what he's got. I mean, I am still disappointed that the although it's, it gives me a little hope. So it's a two sided thing with the McAfee dead man switch that we were always promised. Yeah. That if he were to uh, go, then the data yeah, would come out, which leads, you know, it's like maybe, maybe he's still out there. <laughs> that would be nice. I would love yeah. that. Would be the greatest story of the year if uh, McAfee just, with Elvis. Uh huh. Don't you know? Yeah. Just popped back up. Cause otherwise, there was a lot of stuff. Although, I mean, again, who knows? You know, there could have been a provision in that that would protect his, uh, you know, his wife and whatever. Mm. It's hard to say when you're playing a game at this kind of a level. But the Twitter story was, I mean, I think it was a pretty big story. I think it has some great implications. Yeah, huge story. Do you know? What a windfall for Matt Taibbi, too. Well, yes. Boom. Yes, which is exactly... Well, that's half of what is pissing off the news media. But do you know how much coverage there was on the story in the beyond the conservative press? None. Exactly. Seven yeah. seconds, according to yeah. Fox. We got a clip. Memory hole. Yes. Well, that's it. It's yeah. got to make it disappear. Elon Musk is calling out bias in the media as the Sunday shows on ABC, NBC, CBS and CNN devote a total of only seven seconds to the unprecedented information drop that exposed exactly how Twitter censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. I think uh, those people should be looking in the mirror and wondering why they were deceptive. Uh, why did they deceive the American public? And, and instead of trying to redirect blame to Matt Taibbi, they seem to be accepting some responsibility themselves for not being truthful to the American public. Yeah. Elon, again, speaking truth. But seven yeah. seconds in the, across those networks sure. about a story that. Massive story. It holds weight. I mean, the. Tremendous weight. FBI whistleblowers are now saying that leading up to the 2020 election. People from the FBI were meeting weekly with people from social media in order to direct them on what people cannot be heard, what topics must be censored. Sure. Which, again, blows this whole concept of, well, you know, Twitter and Facebook and private company. Right. Blows that all out of the water when you hear that Mm. the government was advising them and really it, yeah. when they don't advise anybody they tell you what you're going to do mm-hmm. and i think this is as i believe we talked about in the last episode important in order to allow for right. a free dialogue mm-hmm. i mean not everybody's going to agree with everybody but that's right. one thing i think people still miss when it comes down to the free speech bit is, you know, the whole and there was plenty of clips that could have been made, but everybody was already doing them when it came to Kanye on Alex Jones. Mm. And sure, they were they were entertaining. But Kanye Why did he have that hood over his head. I don't know. It was that Has was weird, right? That? What was that about? It was some kind of statement, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I mean, Kanye is wacky. And that would mm. be the nice way to put it. 
Yeah. But if Kanye wants to get out there and say that he loves Hitler and Hitler did great things, I do not want to silence him. I do not want to censor him. What is the point? Right. When people are like, oh, no, we, we can't have that. We can't have people saying that. It's like, why? Right. You know, and that's the question that never gets answered. Well, why can't we have them saying that? I mean, we all understand if you're a thinking person with any kind of semblance of history or understanding of history, which I guess maybe that's dying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it and, sure is. And that's the other, you know, scary part. But otherwise, it's like, well, yeah, why would you want to silence them when they're so obviously insane yeah. that they're spreading hate? That's fine. It's like, but what do, what do you think silencing somebody that's spreading hate? Do you think that makes hate go away? You know, it's just, it's a bizarre kind of a concept where people start putting way too much emphasis on speech. And you have to realize once you start doing that, then you have no free speech. If you start anywhere going, well, you know, Larry, I really, really want free speech, but we can't, I mean, even as free speeches, we can't allow this. Well, they're not free speeches, but I mean, this has been since I'm sure I have no doubt that in ancient Rome, there were guys standing on street corners screaming crazy shit. You know, I know certainly grow up, growing up in New York, there was always somebody, you know, on, on corners in Manhattan doing stuff. And but nobody, nobody, first of all, almost no one ever listened to them, but right. nobody ever threw a net over and said, get the fuck off the street corner. You know, they were, they were, they, they had to compete with taxi cabs and bus horns. And it was quite a feat of oration to be even heard above the din. Right. And that's where they, they were called soapbox orators. They stood on, I don't know why they call it. I never saw why it was a soapbox. It looked like an apple crate. But um, it's, no, it's no different than Kanye. But there's always going to be people saying nutty shit. Let them say it. Yes, and it's often, you know, and I have no idea whether Kanye is actually nuts, if he's bipolar or whatever, but he is at his heart, and I don't think anybody can question this, an artist. And what great artists throughout the year have always done is try to make people think. And saying really crazy, hateful stuff will make people think whether you like what he's saying or not. Yeah. It's like he's forcing a conversation, which is good because again, the other side that we're fighting is the one that's like, nope. Somebody said something about the Hunter Biden. Well, got to shut that down. Shut Uh, that down. Yeah. Shut that down. So wait, they're saying something about the vaccine over here. Shut them down. Shut that down. Nope. No, nobody's going to shit talk that vaccine. No one. It's like, again, Just make your case on the other side. Mm-hmm. If somebody came to me and said, dude, you suck. I'd be like, yeah, I know, but I'm going to tell you how much I really do suck more than you even know. I suck. <laughs> make your own case. You don't need to shut the other person up. Yeah. So, you know, that when the people are doing that, those are the ones you probably want to look a little bit more into. And I don't know what Kanye's deal is, but I think think everybody has to understand what you're doing when you start saying, Oh, we just need to shut this one guy down. Yeah. And Elon's taking some crap for that because, well, you're, you're turning him off. Well, why so much for the free speech part, but the people that say that usually want even less free speech. Yeah. And let's admit that Donald Trump incited violence. It's like, it, you can only give people so much credit or they can only be held responsible so much i think we talked 
in one of our earliest shows about the guy that ended up committing suicide where his girlfriend at the time after like two months of him texting and like, I'm going to kill myself. And she's like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. Finally snapped and said, okay, go ahead and do it. And then he did. And now she's in jail. Yes. Yes. It's like, you are holding her responsible for something he did because she typed something. Well, that's Dave Ramsey. You're forcing college kids to let me, get, let me get his speech product. You're forcing college kids to gamble. They're 18. <laughs> fuck off, Dave. Even well, even a week later, it's still <laughs> fuck off, Dave. Well, this is I promised I was gonna look for one, and this was from two hours before showtime. We had this. We have now proven in a culture that is completely soft, coddled, soft. raised by helicopter parents, enabled that you can be offended by almost anything because you people are so wussified out there. I never dreamed, George, that you would actually post an Instagram about eating at home is cheaper than eating out and you would piss off half of the nation. You know, this How goes in the back world th- is that controversial? You started the trend, Dave, because you've always said. I know, but how is it? How is it that America is so completely wussified that the idea that you should not eat out if you're broke causes you to be angry and hate George? Okay, now, do you agree George? that we have a wussified? The, the, the guy that he's talking to here. All right. Well, I can't. I can't. I can't fault him what he said there. Okay. I think I he's think right. He says he is right on this one. Yeah. We do have a wussified nation. True. Of people that need a safe space. But he. But he contributed to the wussification by saying that eighteen-year-olds are you know in, in ca- incapable of making their own decisions and deciding whether to or not gamble. Right. So he's he's certainly a, he's a wussifying enabler on that in that sense. Well, and then there was a story out of Massachusetts. There's a bunch of localities trying to lower the voting age to 16, which is just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I guess the goal is 11. You know, I don't know where. They wanted to 11. Uh huh. Which, again, I don't know how you put this into all of the other what classifies somebody as an adult. But the minute you're 16, if you're like, well, you can vote. Well, then you better let them be able to drink, have sex with whoever they want and all of that and not go, oh, but they're too young. They're still children. Well, then they don't vote. Well, just in case they, they you know, they stop out of they stop ballot harvesting and rigging things. Then that is a path to uh, continuous uh, power by having because most a lot of 11 year olds still believe in Santa Claus. And all, all the, uh, you know, Joey and Barry and stuff, they all get elected by playing Santa Claus. Here's what I'm going to give you. True. So, so Joey is Santa Claus. Yeah. Let me see if there's anything here that can make you upset, though. I'm kind of not going to work on this. <laughs> Unbelievable. In their defense, I have a punchable face. I understand. No. But not for that. Here's you might happened. get a punchable face for something else. Here's but what happened. This is just pitiful. I did a, a, a talk. Dang, up. George, kick us while we're down. I do enjoy eating out even though I'm poor. You need to value your own time as if you're a king. It takes time to make your own food. You wussies. You unbelievable little children people. Unbelievable. Little children people. I like that. But obviously people arguing that even though they're broke and poor, that they should be able to allowed to go out the, I wonder if this, I didn't see, hear this part of this, or this was part of it, but 
I remember there was like a bunch of people on the tubes that were, well, yeah, I'm broke, but I still want to go out to eat. So I'm just not going to tip. Right. Oh like, yeah. Like that's a, another dickish move, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll kick you while you're down. Don't go on vacation. If you're broke people, <gasps> don't do it. I made a woman on the Today show that I was coaching cry on national television because she went on vacation in the middle of me coaching her. Net Ned says this guy has a punchable voice. What do you right? mean? Net Thank Net. you, Net Ned. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes. Yes, he does. I made a woman cry on the on right. Today show while I was coaching her. Just want to belt him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the dumbest dad gum thing I've ever wow. heard. Have you lost your mind? Dad gum. You uh, do that. Dad gum. You use that phrase? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But this is how the Southerners say the the damning probably of from the- Newark. <laughs> that, he doesn't sound yeah. like he's from Newark. Yeah. He's sounding very Southern here. Sounds like an affectation of me. Sounds fake. Who could be? He could be I've like known a, a lot of good old buddies. I've hung out in the South and Southwest. I've never heard anybody say dad gum. Well, like, dad ever, gum it there, Larry. Ever. ever dad ever. gum. Okay. This is not good. I was yeah. on the Today Show and then yeah. I made a woman cry right and she starts crying and i got trashed because i jumped her case about dadgum being stupid here's the next one you're gonna get dave dave going on vacation is cheaper than my rent so i'm just gonna go on vacation it's cheaper it makes about as much sense as this stupid argument does yeah and it's and and by god it's my right you can't just work all the time of course you have to take time off you work all the time when you're broke that's what you do that's how you not be broke anymore my grandmother used to say there's a great place to go when you're broke. To work. You work. That's how you fix, a, that's how you fix the broke problem. That's Money comes from like no work. You work. That's what you do. Is it, is it oh a way of life goodness. throughout your whole life? No. But you little wussy, you go to work. That's how you fix this. You don't go out to eat. He's and doing that RuPaul song. You're work. broke. <laughs> it's not a human right. Maybe. Good. I think it's time God, for you to, we're spoiled. Y'all rotten. are going to make Dave jump into my comment section. We this are, is a dangerous no, time. I, I, I am not Whoa. joining. The, listen, comments. Yeah, entertain the clown. If you read comments on anything, you know why some species kill their young. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's not wrong there. If you read the comments on a lot of websites, you do know why a lot of comments species kill their young. Comments are great. But I like that that uh, Dave Ramsey triggers you so much. So it, it just, <laughs> and that's why I was like, oh, wait, I can't even disagree with what he's saying here, but. He still has that. It's the, you're still right. It's, it's the affectations of yeah. the delivery method. The guy's very, very fake. Very, very fake. Well, I mean, you're way better at this kind of stuff. Why does this asshole have so many more people watching know, and listening? Thank you for that compliment. I don't know. I know. No, and I, know. I haven't heard this week's talking. Larry show either. I was, <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I'm behind and I wanted to. It was the, the, I saw a UFO and now I have to go listen after, after yes. the show. Yes. We were listening to the, the drama Queens podcast. When we went to my parents house, which is uh, the three actresses from one tree Hill, which is a teen melodrama that was out Ooh. in uh, yeah. the two thousands, all like behind the scenes stuff, which is very interesting. If you're uh, interested in television yes. at all, it's uh, some interesting stuff. And it was actually way better compared to what i mean this may just be the bar falling with television today mm. but this stuff from like 20 years ago even the stuff that was just aimed at teenagers which was 
you know, your basic teen soap opera way better than anything on television today. I think my favorite part so far, though, was seeing uh, James Vanderbeek, who played Dawson from Dawson's Creek. But there was actually a Dawson in Dawson's Creek. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, in the character in the show. It wasn't Richard Dawson. No, Dawson. <laughs> we liked him a lot better, though. He was kissing women <laughs> on Family Feud for years. He was. The hotter ones, the kiss, the lo- hotter they were, the oh, longer yeah. the kiss was. Yeah, Dick, he was no dope. No, this no. is absolutely true. <laughs> but he was very much James Vanderbeek as Dawson, very much the, you know, the very subdued, you know, good guy, teenager growing up. Yeah. And in this series which happened like right on the heels i think this was starting right as dawson's was ending a couple of seasons in james vanderbeek plays a director that is just one of the craziest skirt chasing you know whiskey swilling characters out there and i'm like now that's that's freaking awesome yeah and he looked like he was just having way too much fun which I can okay. see if you play a character that's like very straight laced long enough, then you want to. Sure. You want to go out and have a little bit of fun. <laughs> Let's see. What else do we have? We had Elon. He's expecting nefarious things. The media didn't cover it. Dave Ramsey. We pushed that one up a little early because, well, we wanted to yeah. trigger you, but it didn't work. So I'm going to try harder. Okay. But you've got Scott Lobito on grooming. Now, is this on grooming? Like youngsters, or this is just like, you know, maybe take a shower at some point. No, <laughs> you never know what you, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. It's Scott. Scott apparently lives in Staten Island, uh, Queens. That's the forgotten borough. I mean, everybody in the world knows about the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. But you ask the average guy, where's Staten Island? They can't tell you. And the reason is actually that the borough itself, that's, it's not actually called that. Like Brooklyn is Brooklyn, Manhattan, or Manhattan is Kings, Brooklyn is Kings County. I'm sorry. And Staten Island is actually called Richmond. That's its official name. How it got to be Staten. I don't know. Anyway, I'm drifting here. Um, Scott uh, got wind of, they were having drag queen story time hour. Oh, right. They were doing this everywhere. It's, it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. And so this is the Staten Island Children's Museum, which is a government funded operation. And uh, he's he's not he's not happy about that. So there's your setup. Stay with me. This is a continuation of my last post about the absurdity at the Staten Island Children's Museum, where they're going to have a drag queen story time event this Saturday. Now, you all know me in the community. Okay, I'm a conservative, but I'm an open minded son of a bitch. You especially in the gay community. You know me. You know how I am. Everybody's equal. I give two fucks who you sleep with or what you wear. Now, with that said, if any of you, any one of you out there think that it is okay and normal to groom, to indoctrinate false sexual content on children so young that they can't even spell their fucking names, then you got a hole in your fucking marble bag. And let me tell you something, you folks at the museum, you better think about this, okay? Because all hell's going to come down. Come Saturday, if you're going to continue this, we will be there in the thousands, rightfully so to correct the situation and to let you know that this once great museum is going to become nothing but an empty fucking storage unit. Boom. Yeah, but mic drop. Mic drop. So uh, what I'm sad to say is there was no follow-up on this. So I don't know what happened, whether the museum backed down and said and canceled the event or Scott went and there was a thousand people there and they you know, had pitchforks and tor- torches. I, I, I don't know. but. 
he did post a, uh, another clip there from a drag queen whose name is uh, Kitty Demure, right? And uh, she has something really fascinating to say about drag queen story time. Why you want drag queens to read books to your children. I have no idea. What, what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much? Other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. Would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child? Stop. It, okay. There is a hell of a point. Jay. Yes. And the, the heat that Scott took for his, uh, his post on, uh, on Twitter regarding this, you know, you bigot, you bigot. No. That's a fucking lie. That's bullshit. Scott is not a bigot. Nobody's bigoted about this. Nobody really gives a shit one way or the other. The point is the sexualization of children by anybody. And this, this drag queen is dead right. How many moms, how many soccer moms would turn out if it was Mia Khalifa <laughs> reading story time to their kids? Answer, not fucking one. Wait, nobody's doing no porn one. star story hour? Yeah, why is that? Isn't that something? No, there, that's there'd hateful. Be no interest in that whatsoever. So anyway, let uh, let let uh, Kitty continue. She's got she raises some more interesting points. Well, here. yes, it's like this is absolutely it though. It's like it's an adult topic, yeah. right? That why are you dragging children why? into right. an adult topic? But then again, we want eleven year olds to vote on the left. Yeah, I guess that's it. But you know, you can't drag your eleven year old, your five year old into an X rated movie. It's like, fuck off, whether you're with mommy or daddy or not, you're not getting in. That same kid can't walk into a liquor, st liquor store and buy a fifth of scotch or cigarettes. You know, I mean, what, what's going on here? Ned, Ned suggests a R. Kelly story hour. No, we're not, yeah, we're not right. doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is a, a, an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did. Like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. Is that true, Ned? Ned? Did you dress at home? <laughs> hey, that's, if you're going to be in the troll room... Yeah, get ready for incoming. <laughs> Gonna get some of that. <laughs> we had a great time with our girlfriends, putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, Stop. you're not doing the gay community any. There we go. I would, I would amend Kitty's statement there to say just delete the word gay. Sexuality and kids have no business mixing. Let children be children.
Well, but don't you know, kids are sexual from their time they were born. That was the. uh, I've read that. I've read that. That was Beck just had somebody that were a story on that, which was what uh, Glenn Beck, that there was somebody. Was it Planned Parenthood or something? Yeah, I read about that asshole. Yeah. It's like, no, that is not. No, that is not the case. There are things that are adult and there always have been. Now, there have been arguments about Mm -hmm. what that age is. We talked about that not too long ago with the drinking for a while. It was 18 in Wisconsin and a few other states sure, and 21 elsewhere. So, I mean, there was maybe an argument on what that age was, but you're right. Cigarettes, there's an age. Right. R-rated movie, there's an age. I mean, okay, with the R-rated one, you can get in with the parent, but X-rated the movie, X-rated there's parent. an age. Right. You can't get beyond it. You're not going to get served liquor. You're not going to get this. You know, somebody's giving you a cigarette. You can't vote. Right. You can't right. join the armed services until a certain age. And it's like, wait a minute. Right. Now, if you're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. that a kid can vote at 16 well then you know what the draft should start at 16 too and they should be able to join the army at 16 sure. it's like you have to have some kind of consistency and it's this just perversion of the fact that there are adult things that are not suitable for children when you but, yeah. just try to blow that out of the water which again is the problem with all of the censorship on the internet with is the problem with all the parents who give their kids a device and don't follow what they do and expect the internet to be childproofed for them. Sure. But it's, but it's not just the internet, Darren, it's everywhere. Okay. It's everywhere. And what's really at, 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 you know, the, the underlying motivation is these people want to rob childhood from children. That's what, that's, what's really going on. Okay. And they're demons. They're scumbags and it's everyone when, you know, my girls are, they're pretty well grown now, but I recall when I, when they were, you know, my, I guess my older daughter was just, she was a very early reader. She was probably reading by the time she was four and I was driving her home and there was a big billboard near my house from the state of California, morons in Sacramento. And there was a, an image on it of some chick kind of like, uh, you know, she was whatever age she looked to be, late teens. Like was she in? The, I think she was in the back seat of the car, and there's like a silhouette of a guy, a hulking guy, sort of looming over her. It was really a disturbing fucking image. And the the tagline, the the the, the said on the billboard said, um, "If she's under eighteen, it's not sex; it's rape." And my daughter, my four year old, from the back seat of the car, in her kitty seat, goes. Daddy, what's rape? (laughs) Okay. I'm thinking, fuck you, Sacramento. Fuck you, whatever government bureaucrat douchebag signed off on this fucking campaign as if some some creep in the backseat of his car is going to look up and see that billboard and zip up his pants. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Right. Fuck off. Well, right. Okay. So it's not just the internet. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And it has to be stopped. This is the final line in the sand. Anyway, I think Kitty has something something more to say. Yeah, there's one little other blurb here, but you're right. The problem is when you start lowering that age, then you start getting into that. Well, okay, you're as odd of a choice of a billboard that is. Well, okay, 18. That was the agreed upon age of adulthood. Now, that's not what you're hearing from the left. No, sex work is work. And well, 16 no. are adults or 15 or 14 or 13. So it's like, this is again, you're, you keep pushing more and more adult mm-hmm. things. So kids become adults quicker. And I, the 
well, there's a lot of fucked up ways you can go with why, but the most obvious to me is the same as why the people on the left want so much of the immigration coming in because they feel like they're all their votes. And I think we know there's um, most people, I believe, that are conservative as an adult will admit to being liberal as a kid. I never was. I was kind of one of those that just never really understood it. But I know a vast majority of people, that's the story. And they're like, well, we got to catch them young before before they catch on to this game. Sure. Got to let them vote us in. Things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. Wait, that's where all the, that's where all the perverts are now is Disneyland and <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I guess. But it's like, I just want to know if you are a drag queen, why do you want to read stories to children? Why? What is the, what are you proving? What are you bringing to that party? What are you, what are you doing? Why, why is that important? You know, that it's okay to, to, to a guy to dress as a woman. Yeah. But what's sort of, you know, in tandem with this is, you know, the, the internet certainly exploded over this Balenciaga flap. Okay. And I'm sure, you know, everybody's heard of it, but if you haven't, they ran some, just horrific pictures ads for their garbage of, you know, very small kids holding uh, teddy bears all decked out and whips and chains with their eyes blackened. And, 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 and one of them deliberately had uh, the uh, text of some kind of a Supreme court decision some years back that sort of made it okay to do this, you know? So it was basically an in your face, fuck you to, uh, to people. Um, and so certainly parents about it. We're Balenciaga and here's, here's where we stand on introducing your kid, your toddler to kink. It's really what it was. Right. And people are justifiably outraged. So just for kicks, I, I don't have a clip, Darren, but I, I, I saw there's a couple of statements from some, some people that worked or work, or maybe they still do for Balenciaga. And I, I just want to give you a little, little, uh, verbal, uh, rendering of, of sure. what they said one is one is from somebody called the den den monitor the fuck this is some of the art director or something uh this was on on twitter three hundred and five thousand followers for this yuts and he says i want to personally apologize <laughs> right there what do you mean well who the fuck else would it be idiot personally apologize <laughs> but you know you don't need that word just say i want to apologize i want to personally apologize fuck off how about, how about this? How's this for 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 a, a bullshit apology? I want to personally apologize for the wrong artistic choice <laughs> of concept for the gifting campaign with the kids, and I take my responsibility seriously. It was yeah, it was inappropriate. Dig this. This tells you everything you need to know about this guy's bullshit false apology. It was inappropriate. To have kids promote objects that had nothing to do with them. That would make that. I would think that would be the logic. Not a mention of sexualizing kids, not a mention of kink, of porn, of BDSM, objects that had nothing to do with them. Hey, hey, Denma, fuck you. It is insanity. It really is. People think this kind of stuff so What an asshole this guy is. But it's not just there. Here's the CEO, right? Here's his statement. It gets even better. 
this clown whose name is uh, Cedric, uh, what the hell, Cedric uh, Chabat. He's, I guess he's uh, French or something. Um, listen to this guy's statement. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to, some, some uh, interesting, juicy tidbits here. He starts with Balenciaga takes the following actions with the objective to learn from our mistakes as an organization. Well, you know what? We don't care about you. We don't care about you learning from your mistakes. Nobody does. It's it's not the public's job to worry about your self-education, shithead. It just isn't. But this is the this is where they come from. This is the perspective. It's always me, me, me. Right. So he says, on the internal side, we nominate with immediate effect an image board responsible for evaluating the nature of our content from concept to final assets, quote, including sustainability and diversity expertise. Ah. What the fuck do those things have to do with what just happened? Absolutely nothing. But let's just pull them in because those are sort of hot buttons for the left that are going to make them smile. Well, it's yeah, it's exactly right. You know, perverts okay. are people too. That's going to be the next yeah. step. Yeah. And then on the external side, we have appointed a best in class agency to assess and evaluate our content. Translation we've got a fall guy to blame in case shit goes sideways. It won't be on us. We are appointing another, another punching bag for their bad decisions, right? Isn't that what he's doing? Not, not I'm going to personally oversee everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I've I've hired some assholes to do that for me so I can blame them if it goes wrong. Well, this right. is why parents need to be tuned into what their children are doing, what they are consuming, whether yeah, that I, this this I don't see the parent thing, you know, I don't even know how this comes into. This is this is a, you know, a a global brand. I don't think many kids are buying Balenciaga. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're looking at Kardashian and, and <laughs> Kanye never know. and say, I want to buy that shit, you know, but this is, this is an, an assault on, on kids. It really is. Okay. And, and this, this, this asshole, whose name is Cedric Charbit, president and CB, CEO, newly minted, by the way, they broomed the old ones and you know, brought in this guy, I guess, to sort of try to, uh, to uh, sanitize the operation. It's incredible. Here's what else he goes on to say together with my team, we will go on a, quote, listening tour. Don't you love that? That's the new bullshit. Joey, all of them. We're going to listen to you. We're not going to hear you. We're not going to give a, we're going to change a fucking thing. But we'll sit down and put our fists on our chin, our chins on our fist and act like we're paying attention on our listening tour. Wait, can we charge people for that? Can we go on a listening tour and then just like sit Let's up on it. stage and go? Let's do it. There's a microphone in the audience. If we're, we're here to listen to you. This is the opposite yeah. of you listening to us. And then here's what this chooch closes with. I want to personally, there we go again, personally, like, well, if it's not you, who are we, who's talking? Who's speaking here, Cedric? I want to personally re- reiterate my sincere apologies for the offense caused. No, that's not an offense caused. It was almost an atrocity. Okay. An offense is somebody gets, ins- gets insulted. This wasn't a matter of insult. This is a matter of sexualizing small children. That's not an offense to somebody. That's horrific. Yeah. Well, that, they're finally, pushing that Balenciaga, bar. Huh? They keep pushing that bar. They keep pushing further. that bar. Exactly. And at Balenciaga, we stand together. How many fucking times are we going to hear this? We stand together for whatever it is, for the Ukraine, uh-huh. for you know, but, but safe cigarettes, no menthol. We stand together for children's safety. Safety? No. Safety, that would, that would enter into this if your photo shoot 
had a kid on a tightrope between two, uh, two office buildings in Chicago, that would be a safety factor or maybe lion taming, something like that. No, this is, this is the sexualization of children. Very different issue. Okay. And do not tolerate any kind of hatred message. What? What does that mean? What does that mean? That's just right back in the same boat as, uh, as diversity and sustainability. Let's put, let's put, let's bring in the H word. We don't do hatred. Right. Well, it's, I'm sure it's the, uh, the conservatives that are showing hate for them. And well, let me say, I fucking hate them. It seems and, like a good uh, reason. And, yeah. And so I, I, I hate Balenciaga and, and this asshole, this, this, uh, duplicitous asshole, Cedric Sharbit. And if they're standing together way easier yeah. for the, uh, firing squad. That would be, a, that go. would be the best time for them to stand together. There you go. But that nice is as being pointed out by, you know, see, we, we harass net net and he comes up with great points that this is going right along the lines of people that are saying that, well, you know, pedophiles, that's just a sexual preference. You, you yeah, can't maps. Uh-huh. I mean, peace. Yes. Change the name, make it nice, sanitize it. Yeah. Which is why you can't have monkey box anymore because that's somehow I, racist. <laughs> well, I just hope, I mean, People have to not take their hand off the throttle. They have to keep the head, the heat on these bastards until they have become so toxic, so radioactive as just as, just as radioactive as a swastika, the N word. So they, they just push them back into the sewers that they crawled out of. That's what has to happen. Well, a story just broke over this last week, too, of the thousands, I think it was 7,000 plus of the child sex sexual predators in California mm. that served less than a year because oh, yeah. they're cutting them loose. Yeah. Well, they've clarified sure. that, well, this is a nonviolent offense. I'm non-violent. like, are you kidding? Yeah. Really? So non-violent. you rape can, is violence. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a nonviolent. Well, and it, as it was pointed out on a Bill O'Reilly show, it was the fine folks of California who passed this referendum on a ballot. So they are the ones at fault. Most of these assholes have no idea what they're voting for and just go, ah, the Democrat told me to check this box. Yeah, it's good for children. Uh-huh. It, I don't think so. I no. do not think so. It's a dangerous world and it's getting worse because of the people in charge mm-hmm. trying to normalize this stuff. And it's always done in a way that even good people for a minute might think, Wow, am I just being hateful because they won't let a guy in a dress come read books at the library? Is it me? The answer is no, it's not you. No. That this is not, if the guy wants to get in a dress and do whatever he wants, that's fine. Right. Do it. But do you it. don't have an event for children. It's insane. It's insane. But we have one more from Joey because, you know, <laughs> oh, Joey. Levity. Joey brings. Levity and wow, did he screw the railroad workers? And I thought they were his buddies. He's the Amtrak did guy that he, oh, always on the train. But uh, no, no, they 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 with where we this is kind of where we started with uh, Saturday Night Live making fun yeah. of this, and we'll see if this bit's even funnier than the SNL bit. Do the freight rail workers deserve more than one day of paid sick leave, like millions of Americans have? And if so, why didn't you negotiate for that when you were helping to negotiate that contract that you now want Congress to impose? I love you guys. I negotiated a contract no one else could negotiate. Whoa, stop. Yeah, yeah. 
first thing, job, job number one with Joey always is pat myself on the back. This well, guy's unbelievable. The fucking ego on this imbecile is beyond belief. Always take Start credit. Huh? Always take credit. Step number one. Oh, yeah. The only thing that was left out was whether or not it was a paid leave. You know, I've been trying to get paid leave, not just for rail workers, for everybody. But that other team, they called the Republicans. They voted against it. They said we couldn't do it. The Republicans are bad. That other team. I thought Joey was a unifier. Why do you call the right. other side the other team then? Yeah. That's not unifying. That's no. the opposite of unifying, Joey. We're one of the few nations in the world that don't have paid leave for our workers. And so what we're doing is we can't afford to have. And by the way, in the meantime, they got. Okay. Now, this is a great bit of comedy right here. Just listen very carefully and see if you can follow along. Afford to have. And by the way, in the meantime, they got a 43 for 45 percent increase in salary, et cetera. There's a lot of good things that happened in that. Wait a minute. In fact, stop. They got a 45 percent pay increase. Is that true? I don't know. I really should have looked that one up because if it is, that's a really good increase. In Holy shit. <laughs> needs paid leave when you get a boost like that. I know. Wow. Yeah. And what we're going to find out shortly, my wife's boss this at their meeting this week was like, yeah, they're they're unionizing everything here. So you're all going to be in a union. Congratulations. Mm. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I like that. Mm. Makes it harder to get fired. But I think yeah. Illinois is one of the woke states, though. That has said, if you don't want to pay in to union dues, nobody can force you to. Mm-hmm. So we'll be seeing if that's the truth or not. Yeah. And so what we're doing is we can't afford to have. And by the way, in the meantime, they got a 43 for 45 percent increase in salary, et cetera. There's a lot of good things that happened in that. And in fact, this shuts down over the question of one to five paid or seven or nine, whatever the numbers. OK, now. This is about the sick days again. Let me replay. This shuts down over the question of one to five paid or seven or nine, whatever the number is. One to one, five, five seven, to seven nine, to nine, nine whatever the number is. Hike. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he said every number in the. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Joey. Yeah. It'd be negotiated on paid leave days. It's going to immediately cost 750,000 jobs and cause a recession. So that's going to cost another recession and 50,000 jobs somehow. And yeah, another recession because we're not in a recession now. Right. But he's, he's taking credit. Joey likes to pat himself on the back. Oh, he does. He does. He said something the other day. It wasn't even, it was too crazy even to clip that his presidency is. Wait a minute. There's a name for a podcast. Too crazy to clip. Too crazy to clip. How you doing? I'm Darren. This is Larry. We're too crazy to clip. How you doing? <laughs> Definitely sounds like a morning zoo, but that's definitely yeah. oh, wait. Let me write this one down. That seems like a show title. Yeah, that seems like that would work out. And you know, <laughs> instead of net Ned cross dressing, I don't know. Yeah. Too crazy to clip. <laughs> yeah, but we do work on the value for value model here, which means we put these shows out there. You decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, and then you get that value back to us in a variety of ways. Monetarily is, of course, one of those. Time, talent, and treasure, as Adam Curry of the No Agenda Show often says, you just go over to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. We got a few people today to thank, including Chuda Kuki, who comes in with his monthly $10. And I still want to know what that name means. It's a great name, Chuda Kuki. I always, whenever I hear it, I think of Chewbacca from Star, uh, Star Wars. But right. Probably has oh, nothing yeah. To do with it. I wish I could do that. Because I guess it's because Chewbacca was a Wookiee. So he's talking chew the cookie, right? That's probably what 
Maybe or he really liked cookies. I mean, Joey likes oh, ice cream. Yeah. yeah, it's a good name. And thank you for the donation. This could be a cookie thing. Kevin Seifert with his $5 a month donation. We appreciate thank that. Kevin. We do. And of course, coming in via the Lightning Network, via a Boostagram comic strip blogger. CSB. Always is there. Is he still mad at us or is he cooled off from last week? No, he always, I think he always likes us. He doesn't like okay. those other shows that I do, though, because they're the, the other co-hosts. They are not as hospitable to CSB. Oh, I like CSB. I like him too. He says, Larry, Darren, well, not Larry and Darren, just Larry, comma, Darren. Contain your rage. But wait, if we do that, then what kind of a show do we have? (laughs) This isn't contain your rage. That's a different show. (laughs) But he says, contain your rage by laughing at cartoons found at www.csb.lol. We think so our blood pressure maybe is up a little too high, so we need okay. a little a little okay. rage aversion. All right. Once you have achieved peak Zen, find the time to educate yourself about the difference between GPT and ADM simply by placing AI.cooking into your podcast app or web browser. I thought Gwiff was going to start writing stuff and it was going to get it was going to get snappy and witty Uh-oh. with that British. Here we wit. go. It's on again. I'm not, I'm not picking this one up. Whiff's got to raise his game up a little bit. Why not invite your listenership to join you and become one with the living internet around you? Oh, I guess we could do that. Love That's- is lit. My dudes. Yo, CSB. Well, thank you, CSB. Well, there's two podcast names in a row. We've got uh, the one we just gave and now a. Uh- I like that. It sounds, it sounds like religious, the living internet. Oh yeah. We can start spawning these shows left and right. The living internet. I like that. Thank you. CSB. We'll see what the living internet should be. And CSB can accomplish this because his day job is all in artificial intelligence. What he needs to do is create an AI that is sentient and can write a show and produce the show itself about the inter- living internet around you. And that would be a AI produced show. Yeah. So work on that CSB. We'll yeah. promote that one too. Yes. And everybody again, go to planet rage dot show slash donate. I know it's the holiday time, believe it or not. And people are buying presents for their family. How crazy has that? Imagine that. It all depends if you like your family or not. <laughs> yes. For some people, it's like, well, no, of course I have to buy gifts for my family. And then the other half are like, well, screw them. You're right. I'm going to yeah. be like Charles Barkley and want to spend every penny I have with, with my dying breath. That's his goal. Was that right? He wants to die broke. Yeah. Well, he, he said that and it was a, an interview with uh, Phil Mickelson, and it seemed like mm. it was a little lightheartedness going on. But knowing Charles, there's a little bit of truth to it. That he said, yeah, his family's been kind of sponging off him, you know, his whole life. And he's like, it's kind of his dream is to spend his last dollar with his dying breath so he doesn't leave anything behind. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, like, that says something to your family, doesn't it? Sure does. But he's not wrong. I mean, what you hear from a lot, you know, unlike Joey, who somehow, uh, you know, bankrolled or Hunter, or did Hunter bankroll Joe? I guess we're going to find that out. Yeah. Good point. And sir, they're net Ned with the boostergram 10,000 just came in. The best child diddlers are the dead child diddlers. Well, you're no, not you're wrong. No, you're not wrong at all. That's what the boostergram. 
you never know what's going to come in or when. But there are most people that have a lot of money that for their kids to turn out well and not be derelicts, you know, like Hunter Biden, that you have to make it on your own. Yeah, it's fine. You take care of your kids. You know, there you get your kids through high school, you get them through college. And then you're like, oh, now, baby bird, it's time to uh, to move out on your own. Flap those wings. Yeah. And it's like, well, go be successful. And then, you know, maybe you'll inherit millions of dollars later, but go be successful and learn how to do that without that safety net. I mean, although you always know it's there, I guess, but I mean, I, fortunately for me, I didn't have those problems of growing up with the parents that were millionaires or billionaires, nor did I No. <laughs> so we get a little scrappier, no question yeah. about it. Yeah. So do you know what is coming up this week on that Larry show now that I'm a week behind and I need to like go catch up on that and some Bandrew. I'm behind on Bandrew too. Oh, you better catch it. Did you see his uh, latest video in front of the fireplace? Yes, I did see that one. It was so good. That guy's great. (laughs) It's like, well, wait, why don't I? That would be, that's the best. And it's like all dark. Yeah. And I I don't know if he had the, the fireplace mic'd or not, but you could hear the fire crackling every now and then. Yeah. It was a nice vibe to it. It was, it was like that. I told him I left a comment there saying it reminds me of the salon at the take no shit dojo in the background because there's always a fire there, whether it's July or January, always. See, now that's kind of a cool little, uh, cool little way to do a podcast. Oh yeah. It does bring in a different, I've never really tried that. Like, oh, lowering the lights or having candles or, uh, it's always just the harsh glow of the computer monitors. No. No, you know, there was a guy when I was a kid, I used to listen. I was, uh, I was at like a freak. I would listen to talk radio and oddball. I listen to rock and roll, you know, but, but I was always, I had very eclectic tastes. And there was a guy that used to be on um, WNEW in New York from like, uh, I'm going to say 2 a.m. to 6. And uh, his name was Al Jasbo Collins, right? And, Al Jasbo Collins, um, he, he, he claimed his show came from the Purple Grotto. <laughs> nice. Okay. And you could hear the, the waterfall in the background and, you know, glasses tinkling and stuff. And it really, he was great at the Theater of the Mind. And I, we're, we're, he was a big inspiration for me. And um, fortuitously, um, I got to, uh, to meet him many times. I was doing uh, ad-lib writing for the, for the guy that followed, the Morning Drive guy. Uh, at that station, I was, that was my, uh, one of my, uh, sidekick jobs from my regular job. And I would go there from five thirty to nine and then hot foot it over to my, my day job. And Al, Al was just wrapping up his show and was, <laughs> he was this little gnome. He was about five foot three. I was going to say, was he see. like what you expected at all? Yeah, exactly. He looked like something out of the, the, the Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little, a little, little tiny hipster man, you know, and, uh, he was great. But he had the voice for radio. He had a great voice, and he just, he just, yeah, he knew, he knew how to lay it down. And he also had, you know, he would play uh, all these jazz cuts and stuff, you know, and a Thelonious Monk and uh, whatever. I mean, I was never a big jazz freak, but whatever I know about it, I got from from him. Well, and the sound effects and all of that stuff. One, yeah. we know what that brings to no agenda, mm-hmm. and it brings a whole new personality to the show. You and I have both talked a lot about listening to Johnny B over the years and the same yeah. thing there it's it very much brands the whole sure. ordeal and most of the time it was 
for Brandmeier and for No Agenda. It's the producers, the people that are consuming the show that are the ones sending it in. And yeah, that's when the whole or uh, organic thing just kind of takes hold and uh, beautiful stuff happens. It does. It does. So what do you have? So I, to answer your question, I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell I'm doing this week. Um, I think I've got a German of idea of, of how, how much dumber people are becoming. And that's of course inspired <laughs> by this whole FTX thing and the oh, yeah. <laughs> absolute fucking clown. Well, and the amount of money made off. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And the amount of okay. money that he gave to, it seems like way yeah. more to Democrats, but it sounds like he gave millions to Republicans too. And I'm wondering that a lot of this, was right before the crash like are you trying to buy your way out of jail that you knew could it be. was about to uh could be because otherwise it's going to be like remember me i gave you that 20 million yeah they want to put your buddy in jail do you right don't lock me up please uh-huh. so what do you have on tap for random thoughts man i don't know because it's you know, uh okay. we have the the plumber's coming tomorrow morning <laughs> so i'm figuring be a plumbing episode Why don't you, but leave a mic a hot mic there when he's uh you know banging those pipes uh-huh that might be just to see about that. Uh, we've been dealing yeah. with uh, an eBay seller. I'm trying to get my dad a uh, a nice little Christmas present. I mean, I don't think he listens to the show. So, uh, but you never know. Wait a minute. Your father doesn't listen to your show? Not to Planet Rage, I don't believe. Oh, this show. Okay. He listens <laughs> to Random Thoughts, I hope. My mom does. I don't know. He listens. To, he He's a reader. He's probably too busy okay. reading to, to listen. But if she's got it on in the house, then, then he'll right. hear it. But it was one of these things where the, the the item that was shipped wasn't the one that was pictured, and then the guy was kind of a kind of a dick. But it's like an eighty year old uh, guy that's like a sports collector store out of Florida, and the end result is well, we're returning the one that wasn't as pictured, and he's like, well, I'll throw another one in the mail, and I'm kind of wondering how this is all going to work out because I think he's shipping us another one and hopefully it'll be good. And we're honest, unlike a vast, well, I'm not going to say a vast majority, but everybody's not honest, but there's a lot of fuckery in eBay. eBay I have found. Yes. Oh, there's, there's no question. Yeah. But eBay started the return. So now that our tracking number will hit the, uh, hit the USPS today of the, this is for a lithograph going back to this guy well he's shipping out another one it's like you do know ebay is going to refund our money so he's sending us another one and if it's good i'm mean i'm more than happy to pay him but it's like i'm kind of like do you not understand how this is working or maybe he is just wanting to fix the problem so bad that he figures this is the way to uh to do it and it's like yeah i'll definitely pay for it but it's like you know with the with the ebay things it wasn't like pay and i'll send you another one it was like i'll just send you another one Hmm. but it was it, there's been a lot of oddity to it after it all gets resolved maybe i'll go uh further into that story because you're right there is a lot of fuckery on ebay yeah. and you never know who you're dealing with and you know with that you can't you can't be too harsh in any way either because you don't know who you're dealing with you mean they might come and kill you kind of i mean they have your address really? at some point you yeah, know yes. yeah <laughs> See, you have, to tooth? Be, you have to be careful. Um, the tooth is good, which, you know, it's still biting the cheek. I have another Jesus appointment Christ. with that dentist the week of Christmas, and I'm thinking I'm just going to ask what they can do, you know, redo the crown, and maybe in the interim, if I can get an appointment with 
another dentist here in town, which is also on the insurance and just ask for a second opinion as we, I think we yeah. talked about last week and see, uh, it doesn't bode well for the long term sticking with the dentist that was doing the work currently out. I can say that much yeah. because really it should be, well, no, let us get this fixed. Not like, well, you know, if we took that other tooth out, and it's like, if I was, it, I would understand if I was having problems with that tooth and it's like, well, it's so far back, it's an upper molar that we're not going to be able to do a crown on there that it might just have to come out. And then that would take care of that problem. But it seems to me like you're kind of hoping that while well, say, yeah, I'll take that out to fix the other problem that I don't know if they have to pay, you know, if they fuck up a molar or they order something, you know, one of these crowns, rather, if they order something incorrectly, I would think there's some leeway like a. It wasn't right, so you need to have an adjustment done with the company that they deal with. But for some reason, I mean, I know it happens with all doctors, but dentists seem to be the worst when it comes to a medical professional. Put that into quotes that maybe doesn't know what they're doing. Hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of doctors that fall into that category, but I have not really run into any. But this one, uh, no, it's like, well, this isn't normal. It wasn't doing this with the temporary crown. So why yeah. is, why is the new one doing it? Yeah. It's a story that seems like it never wants to end. It's the never ending story. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's good for rage. That's, <laughs> that's a plus <laughs> for this show. Thing. It's probably not so good for you at mealtime, I would think. <laughs> Ow, my cheek. <laughs> uh, it just means you eat very slowly. Yeah. Which probably isn't bad. Yeah, it's probably an improvement for that. Yeah. And it's just, you always have to chew on that side because otherwise that's when the, the uh, cheek's going to get caught in between the teeth. If there's food there, then hmm. no problem, but uh, it will get fixed. It'll just be a question of when and what dentist will I need to do it? Hmm. If anybody knows a dentist in the South suburban Chicago area, yeah, feel free to reach out because uh, that can be helpful as well. It's hard to find. As I know, I've mentioned before, the guy we had was a friend of a friend yeah, and was the utmost in dental care. I mean, couldn't ask for anything better. Of course, he wasn't on our insurance, which was a real pain because then, you know, a root canal was still even with the friends and family price was, a you know, a couple grand. But at least the work was done right. Yeah. So that'll be random thoughts this week's probably some combination of ebay and toilets which they kind of go together anyway they do that's a good combo <laughs> yeah. yeah ebay is kind of the toilet of the internet yeah and everybody should listen to random thoughts r-e-n-d-u-m-b thoughts and that larry show available at that larry show.com and we will be back here for another journey through planet rage next monday which will be the 12th we're closing right in on the holidays we are but we'll be here and you should be too live just go to trollroom.io, noagendastream.com at 1 p.m. Central on Monday. That's where you'll find us. And of course, just like plugging in AI.cooking in your favorite podcast app, you can plug in Planet Rage. Subscribe, tell a friend. We appreciate it. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit!